lip floss and cut off jeans. Somewhere between that setting sun, I'm on fire. Tell me, the amount of Buckner and Peyton Bowen girlfriend tweets, text we've received on this show today are interesting to me. Uh, you guys have a much higher opinion of Tyler Buckner than I do. So, I mean, this is this is a guy that I don't think looked all that good last year in the three games that he played in. But he was a five-star. Sorry. I, Sorry. I think it's the going to Alabama factor. It's, oh, well, if they're going to take him, he must I be mean, good. I, the Alabama offensive coordinator was the Notre Dame offensive coordinator last year. <laughs> and I think in Jalen Milrow and in Ty Simpson and, and Eli Holstein, I mean, I'm just not – I'm not freaking – t- to me, that news is as big as West Virginia saying that they're adding five to six guys from the portal. So, again, you know, if, to each their own, and that's fine, but – I mean, Tommy, Tommy, just tuning back in, as expected, Notre Dame portal, QB Buckner is transferring to Bama. Reese did a lot of convincing, it seems. He was trash whenever I saw him play last year. And he's two years in, and I'm still yet to be wowed by the guy. So maybe, maybe new man, either way. But, yeah, oh, and, and he clarifies. He goes, just not a fan one way or the other. That's fine. I just, it's not just you, Tommy. It was the first one that popped in, so I'm not trying to be a, a jerk about it by any stretch of the imagination. But just the amount of, man, what's up with Buckner? What's up with Peyton Bowen's girlfriend decommitting? What's, I'm like, if you're, if you're texting this show and you're asking about somebody's girlfriend decommitting and your first concern isn't, man, I hope we, uh, I hope we get a good soccer coach. I hope things work out well for her. If your first response is, what does this mean for Peyton Bowen? I mean, come on, guys. Let's get our priorities in a row a little bit here. <laughs> I understand that this is a an OU-based sports talk show, but, I mean, in some instances, it's okay to care about what happens to that person and not necessarily what effect it has on our favorite football teams, right? Which, by the way, gets me to the next topic, 405-329-9000. Sounds like you don't care about OU football, Plank. Well, this this leads to that question, Josh. Are we more grateful that Jada Coleman brought Billy Bowman to Oklahoma or that Billy Bowman brought Jada Coleman? 405-329-9000. That's 405-329-9000. And as we talk, breaking news. Um, and, in fact, let's just hit off the top five stories of the day with it, brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. All right, Newcastle Casino, located in Newcastle. Check it out today online at newcastlecasino.com. Newcastle Casino. All right, here we go. Big story number five. Number five. The Oklahoma Sooners have received a commitment from wide receiver Zion Kearney. Kearney, 6'3", 195-pound receiver out of Missouri City, Texas, which, as I've come to understand, isn't too terribly far from Houston. Four-star rated receiver by both 24-7 Sports 
and rivals. Chose the Sooners over LSU, Texas A&M, Arkansas, Houston, and Nebraska. Uh, Josh seems pretty solid in the uh, job so far that Emmett Jones has done in bolstering this wide receiver room even more. Yeah, he's done a good job, hasn't he? Has has gone out and supplemented via the transfer portal. Obviously, uh, KJ Daniels and, and and now the latest right here. So, in a good mix of different types of receivers. Yeah, um, and in in what we what we appear to know, right? And again, I I didn't know much about Zion Kearney. Uh, good size, right? Six three, one ninety five. So you immediately get that bigger receiver that. I feel like we've been yearning for at Oklahoma for a while. 39 catches, 765 yards, and eight scores last year at Hightower High School. So you've got your big body guy with your burner, K.J. Daniels. I'd say so far, pretty, pretty solid start to the 2024 recruiting cycle for one Emmett Jones. Agreed. Yeah, he's off to a fantastic start. And we knew that he had uh, great connections in the state of Texas, and that's already been on display. Um, I don't. I, Parker's coming up in 50 minutes from now. In fact, Steelman's going to be here at Cavens today, so they'll have much more on it. But big story breaking as we speak: Zion Kearney uh, has committed to the University of Oklahoma. Anything else to add on him? You know much more about him, or just another big body receiver for the Sooners? Uh, not necessarily a ton. I mean, obviously, he, you just flip on the huddle tape. He looks great. Uh, can can really run. He's six foot three. The, the other part of it, I would just say, in regards to Emmett Jones recruiting, what stands out is we heard DFW, 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 right? With Emmett right. Jones, this is somebody from the Houston Metroplex. So I think that's a, a nice little tentacle here. Yeah, good, good catch, good catch. All right. Uh, well, listen, we talked about a big story number four. Number four. <laughs> We were talking Dion. Here's here's one more cut from Dion Sanders. Now this one, I'm not gonna lie, it's a little longer. It's kind of a hard listen because, and I love Pat, but there is a lot of Pat McAfee in here. But here is Dion about what they've got coming in at Colorado. And and I'll be honest with you, I'm probably this is like two minutes long. I'm gonna jump in on it. But a lot of people talk about they want to go to the pros, but they're not willing to do what it takes to get to that level. And I want those people that are willing to do what it takes to get to this level. And this ain't just happened. Everybody wants to say they want to be a lion until it comes time to do what lions have to do, I think is the old poster that's in like every single coach's office that I've ever walked into. How long do you think this is going to take this whole process to get your people? Because obviously the transfer portal, you've been very open about it. You've been very successful with the transfer portal. I believe every time you speak publicly, I think you win people over into the transfer portal more for your program. How long realistically now where you're at and what you know now, do you think that whole process takes to change a culture and get your people in there we already know what we got coming in <laughs> y'all just don't know what we got <laughs> okay, 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 okay. i understand i understand, I understand. <laughs> hey hey we already know what we got on the way here baby they probably at the airport right now we already know what we got coming in they just don't know it, it's no way that i could put uh new furniture in this beautiful home if we don't clean out the old furniture. <laughs> so, again, if they're at the airport right now, 
then they we should be getting news about all these dudes in the portal, right, that are coming to Colorado. Was and if that's from, the case. Was this from yesterday? Yesterday. Yeah, it's from yesterday. <laughs> I don't get it. Boy, he, I don't, uh, he better hope that there's right? some people getting off uh, the plane. By the way, I talked to Neil Brown yesterday. He said that, uh, speaking of portal, West Virginia's looking to add, what was his number that he had here? Um, I think he said four to six guys. Yeah, uh, they had two guys in yesterday, but they're looking to add four to six guys out of the portal for um, for next year. And speaking of roster turnover at West Virginia, they've got 30 to 35 new players that they're bringing in here in 2023. So a little Colorado, a little, um, a little West Virginia talk, and then, of course, I don't y- – y- y'all are higher on Tyler Buckner than I am. He's on his way to Alabama. He announced his decision on Twitter this morning. Um, he, he probably would be considered of the quarterbacks in the portal, Josh, the best available quarterback in the portal. But last season he was Notre Dame's starting quarterback, got dinged up in the second game. He looked pretty good in the Gator Bowl. I'll give him that, right? He looked pretty good in the Gator Bowl um, in Notre Dame's 45-38 win over South Carolina. But Trevor Knight looked pretty good in the Sugar Bowl. Spencer Rattler looked pretty good in the Cotton Bowl. I'm not going to get too carried away on evaluating a guy over what they did in a bowl game. Um, He visited the school yesterday, and he's familiar with Tommy Reese. Uh, He was offered by Nick Saban out of high school, ended up signing with Notre Dame. Uh, You've already had your spring game. I guess Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson didn't perform to the degree that Alabama fans wanted. So there you go. Ty Buckner now in that mix at Alabama. That is quite, my friends, quite the addition to the Oklahoma, or excuse me, to the Alabama quarterback room. <laughs> By the way, here's a quote. Someone just sent this to me from at OU247. That's OU Insider. Parker, I guess, um, talked with Zion Kearney. I keep saying Kearney. Kearney. When, when Emmett Smith, <clears throat> when Emmett Jones came from Texas Tech, we were pretty much locked in ever since. So there you go. New addition. To the Sooners, new addition to the Crimson Tide. All right, um, anything else to add from the college football world, the portal world? We got any good Iowa Hawkeye stuff or no? For uh, the the portal season? Sure. Uh, maybe. We'll, we'll see. Oh. Uh, they'd, they'd like to, uh, I think, add a wide receiver or a corner would be there to uh, two main target right. areas. But, you know, it's – We'll see about wide receiver. I'll believe that when it happens. By the way, Justin and Kuitas cracking me up while I try to get to big story number three. Dude's lost 50 players in the portal and is trying to act like grabbing 10 is something special. <laughs> Wait till you see this list. What? Who has a list? Well, at this point, 10 would be nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, All right. Um, Big story number three. Number three. Oh. Aaron Rodgers is officially a Jet. He met with the media yesterday and dropped this doozy. Which, by the way, Jets. 
I thought he had a home run. I thought the press conference was really good. He looked happy. Jets have an incredible, passionate fan base. I saw that last year at Lambeau. Obviously, you know about Fireman Ed and, and uh, you know, his passion for the team. I think that's an exciting draw to this as well as being a part of something special. I grew up watching old VHS tapes of, uh, of the Super Bowls, and so obviously I know about the guarantee and, and Broadway Joe. been a while since then. I noticed uh, walking in this morning that that uh, Super Bowl three trophy is looking a little lonely. Super Bowl three is looking a little lonely. But yet for some reason, Josh, for some reason, there still seems to be this incessant need to needle Green Bay. Obviously, that's somehow the direction they wanted to go as far as they couldn't, the story, they couldn't get a hold of me, which led for this to, to be the case. My point was, if, if there was a change that wanted to be made, why wasn't that told to me early in the offseason? Now, obviously, my future was undecided at that time. I didn't know if I wanted to keep playing. I wanted to go into my darkness retreat and, and sit with it and contemplate. But when I came out, it was evident that uh, it was uh, retire or move on to a new team. Mm. So, as you might imagine, the Packers had their retort. We try to communicate on a number of levels. Um, once we couldn't, we communicate with his agents quite a bit. So, um, you know, we're not, I'm not going to get into that. I think that's uh, um, it's not good for us, not good for them, and we're going to just kind of move forward. Uh, there was no lack of effort and communication on that part from us. As a communication major, Josh, I can tell yes. you that there seems to be some communication issues here between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. But, you know, JT Gasso said this on the show yesterday. How wild is it to see how quickly things have 180 right, from just a New York Jets perspective? They were terrible. They stunk. They drafted Zach Wilson. It didn't look like it was going to work. Robert Sala comes in. Suddenly their defense is really good. They just need a quarterback. Now they've got Aaron Rodgers, and many consider them to be a favorite. Pretty cool. Can't wait to see the Chiefs beat them in the playoffs. All right. um, If they make the playoffs. Right, if they make the playoffs. Big story number two. Number two. And again, uh, breaking news as of this hour, Zion Kearney has committed to the University of Oklahoma, four-star receiver out of Missouri City, Texas. We talked about it in big story number five. Parker Thune has already talked to Zion. He's coming up in about 45 minutes from now, and he'll give you the uh, lowdown details on this move. Big story number five. Let's go through a couple of NBA series that came to an end last night. Three seconds, two one donovan mitchell of all people dribbles it out it's over for the first time in a decade the knicks are moving on to the second round final score in game five the knicks 106 the cavaliers 95 knicks fans you've waited a long time celebrate hock your horns it's happening (laughs) knicks are moving on in the playoffs gosh um Donovan Mitchell afterwards. You know, I'm, I'm proud of every one of those guys in this locker room, our coaching staff and everybody, but, you know, they outplayed us. Got to give credit where credit is due. Simple as that. Also, the other series that came to an end was in Milwaukee, thanks to this crazy play. This game is stepping as far back as he can with 3-4 in his face. Jimmy to the rim. The catch put up. It's in. He was straight inbound. Giannis 
done with regulation. We're tied at 118 for one reason only. Chip gets buckets. <laughs> That was a pretty wild play. Then you have the miscommunication between the um, between the Bucks bench and taking Brooke Lopez out of the game, and it ended with this. Giannis has it. Eight seconds to go. Heat up two. Runs right into Jimmy. Flops. Gets it to Middleton. Back out to Allen. Two. One. He didn't get the shot up. The Miami Heat advance to the second round. Just the sixth, eighth seed to defeat a number one seed in the 76 years of the National Basketball Association <laughs> in New York. Here we come. Start spreading the news. We'll be there on Saturday night to play ball on Sunday. Why does he broadcast like a uh, uh- wrestling PA announcement. <laughs> uh, I heard Toby just play the star spread in the news. Um, yeah, what is that? You can put sentences together without taking a breath after every word will be there. Giannis to place- <laughs> did not <laughs> fail. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what else from last night? Lakers lost. Kings lost. So the Lakers return home to try to end that series manana, while the uh, Warriors will head to Sacramento to try to end that series as well. Anything else from the NBA that caught your eye yesterday? We did get to. We good? Uh, panic setting in yet for your Lakers? Yeah, oh, yeah, man. I Absolutely. I mean, they looked very human, very human last night. Tonight you only have one game. You get Celtics-Hawks, game six, in Atlanta. Take that, Janet Jackson. And then tomorrow night it's Kings-Warriors, Grizzlies-Lakers. As of right now, they have the Suns-Nuggets series slated to start. Oh, they've got that slated to start on Friday as well. And then they have Sunday as the first game of the Heat and the Knicks. So, there you have it. Big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. So, in my world, big story number one is the NFL draft. What does it look like? What's the latest buzz? What's the latest rumors? Well, here's one. Will Levis, when asked about the possibility of him going Number one overall. A user on Reddit said that you've contacted your friends and family and told me you're going to Carolina number one. Can you comment on that? Is that true? Is there oh, I just don't believe everything you read on the internet. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. That's not as fun as whenever he said, hey, don't you know you're supposed to believe everything on the internet? Will Levis has fallen in my eyes now. And then real quick here on C.J. Stroud, what's the new test? It's no longer the... The Wonderlick. They're using like ST or something like that. And yeah, CJ. Bombed. Yeah, he's a moron. Yeah, apparently he's not very smart. But here's what he said about it. I'm not a test taker, so uh, I play football uh, for me. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, I don't got nothing to prove to nobody. So I don't, I'm not going to sit here and explain how I process football. The people who are making the picks know what I can do. If I'm not the smartest quarterback in this draft, 
Um, I know I'm one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL when I step in there tomorrow. So I got confidence in myself, and I, and, uh, I don't think you can play at Ohio State and not be smart. So um, I don't got nothing to prove to nobody, man. Uh, at the end of the day, if you don't trust and believe in me, uh, all I can tell you is watch this. Yeah, well, good for him, and I, I don't think that test holds a lot of weight in terms of whether or not he's going to be a great NFL quarterback or not. But the if I'm not one of the smartest quarterbacks in this draft – well, I'll be one of the smartest quarterbacks when I get in the league. So, what? Right. <laughs> what? Explain that. All right. Uh, that's your top five stories of the day presented by Newcastle Casino. And, again, in the midst of all of this, Oklahoma gets a commitment from Zion Kearney. Looks like that receiver room is bolted down. Hey, good point by Jim in Arlington. Let's not forget the addition as well of uh, Brennan Thompson, because you start thinking about the speed that he's going to bring. So not only do you have a very good-looking room for 2023, but going forward with the two additions in that 24 class, pretty exciting times for the Sooners and wide receiver recruiting. Great job by Emma Jones. Quick break. We'll hear from Eric Gray next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. I think we both agree on one front, right, Josh? Maybe one sooner we'll hear his name tonight. I don't think there's any chance of the potential of a Eric Gray or Jalen or anyone sliding into the first round, right? We're talking about one potential guy, and that's Anton Harrison, right? Anton Harrison, yes. I mean, it would be pretty surprising. You'd be surprised if Mims gets taken. I think Mims has a chance to go in the second, um, and and maybe in the third. The fact, again, this this sounds like a crutch, and maybe you guys are tired of hearing it. But to pay off big story number one, which is the draft tonight, you know, it it kind of depends a lot for Eric Gray, and it depends a lot for Marvin Mims, which is okay. How many wide receivers do end up going in the first round? Because right now there is a chance only one receiver goes in the first round, but there's also a chance as many as five could go in the first round. And if five go in the first round, then there's a really good chance Mims goes in the second. If only one goes in the first round, then, Josh, Mims is probably going to be sitting around for a while. And I kind of feel that same way with what might happen with Eric Gray, too. If both Bijan and Jamar Gibbs... Uh, Jameer Gibbs, excuse me, if they go in the first round tonight, and I fully expect Bijan to, and if he goes early, I think Jameer Gibbs has a chance to be a second first-round running back off the board. So I asked I asked Eric Gray what he's hearing. What's he hearing? What's kind of his thought process on what the draft might look like for him on Friday? So for me, I'm just I'm just looking for the best fit. I've talked to a lot of different a lot of different teams, almost every team, a lot of different coaches like me, talk about how professional I am, that I'm gonna play a long time in this league. So I don't know where it, it could be anywhere for me. It could be anywhere, but I definitely know it'll be um, top sixty day two for sure. Me and my agents talking top sixty day two for sure. But team wise, man, I have no idea. But I'm very excited to see where it is. Now, the other thing that hurts a guy like Eric Gray has been the the constant, I don't want to say disrespect, but the minimizing the importance of the running back position. 
You know, you're not seeing big money spent. You're not seeing big draft capital spent. But what what does he feel and how does he feel that affects him when it comes to this weekend's draft? You know, it is because there's, like you said, running back is asked to do so much in the offense. You know, he, he has to protect. He has to run. He has no blocking scheme. He has no run game. He has to know what the offensive line is doing. He has to know what the QB is doing. Sometimes he has to know what the receiver is doing and he's running routes. So it's a lot he has to know, and for you not to be valued as you think you should, it's definitely frustrating. But I think if you look at guys like uh, Christian McCaffrey, you look at uh, Alvin Kamara, those guys who can catch the ball out of the backfield, who can provide kind of that Swiss Army knife to a team, those guys are kind of being valued more because they can do more. So I think the more you can do, talking about my skill set, where I can catch the ball out of the backfield, I maybe can line up the slot on some plays, I can run the ball inside, outside, gap schemes. I think that type of back is what they're valuing now in the league. Mm. Josh, kind of agree with that, right? And it doesn't, this is a good point from Sooner Gundy, it doesn't help when KC gets a Pacheco in the seventh round out of Rutgers and he ends up being one of their stars this year either. Yeah, well, that's a good point. It probably doesn't help uh, a lot of the other running backs when you can find somebody that late in the draft. I do think that's unique, and I don't think that's going to be the norm going forward. I think Kansas City just one of those draft striking gold type stories. But, yeah, it's, that would seem to work against you. I, I, I like what Eric Gray said there. I mean, he's right. Yes, the more you can do, the better chance you've got to get yourself paid and to get a second contract. Hmm. All right, it's 11.33. Anything else to add on the on the potential for Oklahoma Sooners? Anton Harrison, I feel like we'll have a little bit more of an in-depth conversation tomorrow, right, when we see how the boards fall and where guys end up? Yes, and uh, I, hope, I hope we're talking about Anton Harrison going tonight. I think we're going to be waiting for our first Sooner tomorrow. You and I disagree on this. I, I think he's going tonight. I think he's going tonight, and I think it's going to be even a little bit higher than we anticipate. I, that, there's, I, We have one guy that's texted the show at least, and, and I'm not disagreeing with him. It's like, Anton should have come back. He's cost himself millions by not coming back. He would have been – what if he gets hurt? You know, all these, you should come back. Dude, what if he regresses? I mean, this is – how do we know he didn't come to school to play no or didn't come to college to play no school, right? I don't know. I don't have any idea. But it's taken me a long time. But I accept that when a guy wants to go, go. Should still play in the bowl game. But go. Go turn pro. Oh, he's gonna be fine trying to find your replacement, and you'll be better off getting paid big money to play. Go. Go be so, great. Go be great. Really looking forward to watching you in a Sooner uniform next year, but go be great. All right, quick break. We're back with your text next right here on The Ref. Today is a big day in the Plank household, Josh Helton. Do you know why? Do you know what today is at Washington Elementary School? No. No, I do T- not. Today is Land Run Day. Land Run. Did did you and your school ever celebrate the land run in Kansas? 
We did not, no. Same. Same. In fact, I didn't even really know much about the land run until I moved to Oklahoma, to be honest with you. Part of maybe where we were learning about Abraham Lincoln in the land of Lincoln, where the old land run wasn't necessarily something we talked about. But my daughter was very upset that I wasn't going to be there today. So this is my apology. You got to be at Cavens, man. Come on. I got to be here today. So it, so I wasn't missing out then. And this is typical where everyone gets dressed up and we've got to build stuff. And I just had to buy candy and all this stuff. I mean, is this normal or I guess I, you're not the person to ask, are you? Correct. Yeah, I'm a terrible okay. resource. I have I no idea. I, I don't know uh, what land run day at Washington Elementary looks mm. like. Mm. It's just it was new to me. It was new to me. But, of course, they're a little bit late because if my research is correct, when the land run April 22nd of 1889? So, number one, we're five days late. Mm. So that's unfortunate. But, yeah. Which uh, which would not have been good in the land run, by the way. No. You would have been doomed. You would have never got your spot. But at least that was in 1889. I think there was I think there was more. Didn't they have a land rush in 1893 as well? Anyway, it was it was land run day today. So my daughter was dressed up like uh, she was going to a little house on the prairie. She'll cute, though. Very cool. She'll cute. Very cool. But there you go. Something I didn't get to experience as a kid because I was I was at home, Josh, sleeping and watching Jerry Springer. You want to hit a few um, texts since I've been slow to get to it? Sure. Yeah, let's uh, talk to the people. Uh, 405-651-3439. It's the best way to get in touch with the show, the text line, 405-651-3439. Or, as always, we are available on Twitter.com. The 405 writes... (laughs) Pure sports plank. That's right. Nothing but sports on this show. What's your best, worst outcome for the Raiders in the draft? Does Josh McDaniels know about the commitment to excellence? Well, let me answer the second question first. No. He is a disaster. And how Josh McDaniels ever got a second coaching job will blow my mind forever. National Football League uh, folks always get second chances. Continue. Gosh. Retreads. Gosh. Um, Best outcome. I'm okay with Richardson, but I don't think they need a quarterback in this draft. I'm okay with Stroud, but I also would love to see somebody that does this crazy thing called get after the passer. So I'm okay with Will Anderson. If he falls there, which I don't think he will because he's the favorite to be the number two pick, I'm okay with Tyree Wilson if he falls there. Um, Jalen Carter I'm okay with. And the Weatherspoon, Devin Weatherspoon out of Illinois. Anything else is a disaster. (laughs) Though, as I said yesterday, Josh, I'd kind of reached the point where I just want somebody who can play I just want someone who's not going to be out of the league that you take in the first round in four years. I mean, it's a really low level of expectation. 
What did we come up with yesterday? Only one of their first-round picks in the last decade is still on the team, and a majority of those are not even in the NFL anymore. I mean, that's... They've drafted well by Kansas City standards. They've done a good job. All right. By KC, Denver, and Charger standards, they've done a great job. Uh, Jim in Arlington uh, asked a very similar question about the Raiders, but I hope that that answers it. Gunny writes, I'm not sure about the Internet, but I believe everything I hear on the ref. Agreed. Yeah, that's that's a good habit to, to get into, yes. Sooner Gundy. If Bama is bringing in Buckner, then they're in even bigger trouble than people think. There is that theory. There is that theory. I don't, that, know. I don't know if I buy into that. That after what they saw in the spring game, Josh, that maybe, maybe Nick Saban turned to his new OC and said, Tommy, go get your guy. But I don't know if I'm buying into it either. Um, it it sounds good if you're in a situation where you want to second guess everything, as it pertains to uh, to where Nick Saban and where um, and where Alabama is right now. I right, it's a good question. It's a good question. I think it's fair. Uh, Chuck writes: If you guys get a minute, how is Lou Donahue doing at our new school? I think it's fair. Um, great, great. Uh, she's hitting 300 now. She started every game. She's been their shortstop and um, been one of the key reasons in Tennessee's big turnaround this year. So, and, in fact, last I checked, I was just trying to check their box score from this weekend. Last I checked, the entire left side of that infield was Oklahoma transfers. In, in Zeta Puni, who is over at third, and Kinsey Donahue, who's been playing short. Yeah, yeah, same way. They've moved her down in the lineup just a bit, but yeah, Lou's doing well. She's having a good run. I'm happy for her, man. She got off to an atrocious start, an atrocious start last year, and was in a bit of a funk there at Tennessee for a while. But I think she was in an 0 for 4, 12, 13, 16, like an 0 for 16 slump, Tennessee for a stretch. But it's a good team. That's a big series this weekend in Fayetteville. It starts Saturday at 4 o'clock between Tennessee and Arkansas. That'll be a Saturday, Sunday, Monday series for the Tennessee Lady Volunteers. Here's a, here's a question for you, Plank. Go ahead. Via Jay from Medill. And what were the people called that weren't waiting on the starting gun during the land run? The ones that left early to stake their land. Sooners. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank very you. very well done. You passed the test. Uh, for the 580, uh, 580 Nate, think about this with Dion. He bought himself a lot of time. Four to five wins combined for the next two seasons would be acceptable at this rate. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I think he's maybe cost himself some time. By his list? Wait till you guys see the list. If Is that what because it's so radical and so different, if this right. goes up in smoke for each of the next two seasons and they've got, you know, roster numbers that don't approach 85, I think he'll get fired after two years because of his approach. Yeah. Um, and then 5808 added, the guys Prime wants to come to Colorado aren't threatened and don't get their feelings hurt by a coach telling players they're not good enough. 
He wants players with ego slash psyche that match their ability. I understand. Don't know if it will work, but I understand. <laughs> Justin Inquita writes, in honor of one Jerry Springer, can you change my name from Justin Inquita to 877-CASH-NOW and only use my text right after J.G. Wentworth sends his in that would make my month, and I'd be forever indebted. Oh, Deering Springer? 877-CASH-NOW. Call J.G. Wentworth. 877-CASH-NOW. Uh, Sky Chicken in Western Oki writes, Plank, tell us how the last two games being canceled has its benefit. Thanks, you're the best. Rest and prep. Uh, I talked to Coach Gasso about the possibility of the Tuesday and Wednesday games not happening and the fact that they ended, that the team ended up playing two on Saturday in Waco against Baylor and then got Sunday off to prepare was a really big deal for them. So Sunday being the off day because they traveled back on Saturday ended up being huge for this team because they were able to focus on Kansas, knowing these two games wouldn't happen, and we still get a chance to go to Tulsa next Tuesday as that game has been rescheduled. But see, you don't need to ask. You know what I'm never doing again, by the way? I'm never embargoing or not saying anything again. If you tell me something, I'm going to go to Twitter and report it. That's my new philosophy. Is Is everyone okay with this? I'm no longer holding things back. Because apparently I was told, hey, this this game is getting rescheduled for Tuesday. Don't say anything. Tulsa wants to make a big deal and release it. And then the next thing I know, freaking, what's your boy at Channel 8, Steel Man, that you have on? Former Bixby quarterback? T.J. Eckert's out there throwing it on Twitter. That the hell is that? <laughs> Does he even know a player? He doesn't even know a player on Tulsa's team, probably. Eckert. Um. What's wrong with that? It's his job to report news. I was told to not report it. Well, I was told to keep it quiet. He wasn't told that. How dare you not be on my side on this? I'm sorry. I, 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 you know, you know, I love you. Uh, Sugar Shane writes: If a bunch of dudes enter the portal all of a sudden and immediately commit to Colorado, he would have to be investigated. Outside of that, there is no one in the portal that could contribute. That, to me, is the big story in all of this involving Dion. It's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, and then <laughs> and then this was good. Brazilian Sooner writes, amazed by the fact that Harrison will be one more lineman coach be put in the early rounds, yet Texas talks about their O-line development. And 806, you big jerk, you stole my text word for a word. Isn't? This just an argument about semantics. That's back on the old Giannis conversation. Also, I just realized I've been spelling semantics wrong for pretty much ever. So there's that. Tomorrow is a word that I just found out I've been spelling wrong forever and ever. Tomorrow. There was another one in there, too, that because I've spelled it wrong so many times, it autocorrects to how I spell it wrong, and it's been wrong forever. All right. Quick break. When we come back, let's dive into some final Jerry Springer final thoughts. 
to put a wrap on this edition of the Plank Show from Cavens on a Thursday. <laughs> so would you say that if you were ranking the top five, Springer's one or Kendall's been really pushing the Maury Povich bandwagon today. Would Maury be number one? And you are not the father. Um, uh, Jerry's number one. Yeah, no doubt. Jerry's I one. So uh, I don't even know. Uh, you know, after there, it's kind of just everybody else. It's Springer's world, man. Springer's world. We all just live in it. We all just live in it. All right. Oh, final thing. You go ahead. Good? No? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Okay. I thought <laughs> you started to say something. No, th- thanks for uh, allowing me the floor. Rest in okay. peace. RIP Jerry Springer. Passed away today. Now, we got big commitment news. Parker is all over it. He and Steel Man are coming up next from here at Cavens. Here's how I think it goes tonight. I think Bryce Young is going to go number one. I think Will Anderson is going to go number two. If the Cardinals stay at three, I think they'll go Paris Johnson. But I think someone's going to move up to three to get a quarterback. Um, I'm not sure who that is, and I really hope it's not the Raiders. But let's just, because we don't project trades, let's say Arizona stays there at three. I think they take the offensive tackle out of Ohio State. I think then Ohio State goes either C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson at four. Jalen Carter or um, Christian or not Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, Jalen Carter or Christian Gonzalez go five and six. And I think it's in that order. And then we'll see what the Raiders do at 7. Let's see what pathetic waste of space they're going to take at 7. I'm so excited for it. In the meantime, uh, Parker and Steelman coming up next. Josh, have a great rest of your Thursday. You too, Um, buddy. I would stay tuned to social media outlets like at OU on the air or at OU underscore softball. Maybe there's some information coming about this weekend's schedule. Like I said, I'm no longer embargoing information. No longer. But I'd keep an eye on that. For Josh, I'm Plank. Thanks to the crew here at Cavens, 405-573-3048. Steel Man is up now on the raft.